Welcome back. Episode 40. We're turning 40 today. Isn't that crazy? You, you've aged 40, a bit. man. You middle-aged man. I hate this pillow. Hey, what did that pillow ever do to you? Stupid. Stupid. Coming up today, we've got... <laughs> We gotta talk about the Ryder Cup. Yep. Fun stuff. MLB playoffs are starting right now as we're recording. Some of the games are actually even done now. So we've got a little preview, some predictions, which it's ridiculous because you play 162 games all year and then it's a crapshoot in the playoffs. So we're gonna probably regret the things we say, but yeah. whatever. College football, NFL week four, and then of course the power rankings, predictions, hot takes, drafts, all of that thing. First up though, before we get into any of that, Taylor Swift was back in the house at MetLife in the NFL. We're allowed to talk about it because we're a podcast. We can do whatever we want. They're going overboard. With too it. much. Too much. Way too much. They had the intro with the, the voice coaches. That was wild. Way too much. Where they did every single pun. The next time that I hear blank space is an op- or like an opportunity to say that there's an open receiver, I'm going to scream. Show her, cut to her. That's great. I'm excited about it. But it was, it felt cringy. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it pisses me off, dude. Like at first I was like, this is kind of cool, you know, like Taylor Swift. So to be clear, I'm all for her being at the games. I oh, think this is super absolutely. cool. Like, yeah, you, you pan to every celebrity, but I'm like, come on, NFL. We are allowed to ride Taylor Allison Swift's coattails in, in, in a way to get a little bit of a pump, but they are not. Do you know, you know how bad it is? So Becca was actually watching um, the Chiefs game with me. Yeah. Or halfway watching. She was on TikTok. For, <laughs> but, but even she goes... This is way too much. It's just so over the top. Like, they're talking about Taylor Swift more than any of the players. And look, I get it. She's big enough that she can I mean, give everyone a, a boost. Effect. Yeah. Caitlin was watching the game for Taylor Swift. I get it. But it's over the top. You can cap, like, Swift, Taylor Swift fans, I was going to say Swifties, but Taylor Swift fans will read into things anyway. You don't have to broadcast it. That's what they yeah, do. They're so obsessed annoying. with the puzzles. They are. So, one thing I will say along with it, it's got to be really fun for her, minus the NFL stuff, to just be at the games where sports are like a great equalizer in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, she's got cameras on her 24-7 and even in the games. But like being a fan of sports, it's just fun. And it's an opportunity that everything's not all about you again. Right. And I think that at least in the Kansas in Kansas City when they were playing um, the Bears, it looked like she was just enjoying that, which was kind of fun. And then the NFL is going and doing this with zero yeah. chill. None. Zero chill. Like they first, I mean, just to boost their ratings a little bit and like social media stuff, like it, it is unbelievable. But I tell you what, when it's in the New Heights podcast yeah. with, with Travis and Jason and uh, Jason goes, how does it feel, Travis, that, that Taylor Swift finally put you on the map? <laughs> yeah, because I'll come all the videos about it because... There's so many videos I've seen of wives or girlfriends or significant others. Oh, like, Becca asking. did They're a like, good one. Oh, she got you on one? Yeah, she was like, I feel like Taylor Swift is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. And, I <laughs> and was you like, fell for it. What do you mean? <laughs> I've seen one funny reverse one where the guy went up to her and was like, you see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating? That's cool. Like, she's going to blow up now. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's going to be such a big thing. But anyway, That's fine. no chill NFL, which there's shocker, definitely shocker. a lot of Kelsey uh, jersey sales, though. Good for him. 400 percent. Yeah, I think the number that right. I've seen the people going up. But you're right. For anyway, us. shocker that an organization but led an by F. Roger, Good- Roger Goodell has no chill. Shocker. 
Yeah. Shock. No pun intended. Man, that guy makes some money. You want to talk about people who do well? Yeah. When you Roger to, Goodell. When you're the patsy for billionaires, of course. Yeah. I mean, he does well for himself. He does do well. But yeah, I'm, I'm done with Taylor Swift. Don't say that. We're not done with Taylor Swift. We're done with the NFL being wild about it. We're done with the NFL acting like the way that they're acting. Yeah. Towards Taylor Swift. Like they're being needy. It's yeah. making all sports fans it's look It's kind of like, you know, when you're in ninth grade and you like see a really pretty girl and you've never really talked to girls seriously before and you're like needy. You're like, hey, do you want to go to the movies? And, and then it's like, spoiler alert, act like you don't care. And then uh, that's when you become cool. I'll never forget one of my older friends in high school said, dude, just act like you don't care about it at all. And I go, what? You go, challenge accepted. And you took it way too did. far. Yeah. <laughs> well, other that's thing enough. I've got to address. <laughs> You last week you were talking about how you're about to kick me out of the league. I'm done with you because I had uh, 210 fantasy points this week. All of my players went on strike. Did not break 70. How? We're gonna yes, we will get into and that the, right the now. The crazy part is it's not like you had people who got hurt. You oh just... no, yep, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I'm very aware of that. Check this out. So we had, or I were not on the same team. Patrick Mahomes had 13 points. Wow. Uh, Alexander Mattinson had 10.8. Then Raheem Mostert, who was the number one scoring running back, who had 45 points last week, had yep. five and a half. That's because, uh, what's his name, McCain? A-Chain. A-Chain, dude. Well, no, not so, because both of them last week had like four touchdowns. They both had over 47 Oh, 100%, but A-Chain had also 30 points this week. I know, because I picked him up in my other league, wasn't so able to get it in this here. league. yeah. Who got him? Oh, Pierce did, I think. Yeah, Pierce. I hopped on it quick, but my waiver order is just like too low, which is a yeah, bummer. Well, well Pierce then is 0 Devontae Adams went out of the game, terrified me, finally came back in, and he was my high scorer with 15 and a half points. Nice. Chris Olave, 1.4. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, 4.4. Then Debo Samuel, 0 0.6. The San Francisco de defense, incredible, with one point. And then Harrison Bucker was my number three high scorer with 11. Nice. No, not nice. Dude, McCaffrey just took over that game. Yes, we will toss it to Iceman right now. What's up, everybody? This week's Unsung Hero uh, is not the guy that jumped into the pond multiple times after Europe secured the Ryder Cup win in his all-white outfit. Um, no, and unfortunately, it's not really going to be good vibes and happy feelings on this one but it's nonetheless an important reflection. This week's Unsung Hero goes out to the late Tim Wakefield, who this week lost his battle with brain cancer at the age of 57. Tim Wakefield is a Red Sox Hall of Famer, and I get it. You're gonna give me Homer, chirps, or whatever you want, fine, bring him. Because this guy personified what baseball can be, what baseball should be, and how to play sports in general. He's everything we want out of an athlete. Tim Wakefield has an impressive resume. Two-time World Series champ. He helped break the curse of the Bambino in 04. And even went on to have an all-star appearance uh, and is in the record books for the Red Sox organization as a whole. He's the franchise leader for innings pitched. He is uh, third on the list for all-time wins in Red Sox history behind Cy Young and Roger Clemens. And he is only three wins behind Roger Clemens as the all-time winningest pitcher at Fenway Park. Uh, but it's what Wakefield's work ethic was and what he became off the field, I think, that we have to highlight about his legacy. You see, Tim Wakefield was drafted as a first baseman by the Pirates in 1988, given a little over $15,000, and sent to the minor leagues like every scrub that's drafted. 
He was quickly told, son, you're not going to make it to the show as a first baseman. And that's where Tim Wakefield, the legend, begins. He went went back and said, all right, well, I want to I want to play Major League Baseball. How do I do this? And he found a creative way. He started pitching with the knuckleball. And that's what we all know Tim for, right? Wake was a guy that would get up there, and I'd just kind of hold on to something tight because we had no clue where that ball was going. But if he could have it locked in that night, nobody was going to get anything past him. Sure, Tim's a guy that ended up retiring in 2012 with a little over 4-4 ERA. Nothing super crazy. But then you start digging a little further into his resume. And you realize this guy's legend is going to last for a long time. It's the impacts he made off the field as a father too, as a committed husband, uh, as a born-again believer that he wanted to be the ripple effect of his life. And Tim Wakefield uh, was nominated for the Roberto Clemente Award, the award given to baseball's philanthropic picture each year, the person they want to be the representation of what baseball can be for the community. And he was nominated for that eight times before even, uh, and ended up winning it in 2010. He went on to be the chairman of the Red Sox Foundation, which partners with children's hospitals nearby and youth initiatives to help give kids a fighting chance every day. Uh, But it was the interview of Jason Veritek that finally got me, that finally got me a little choked up. Jason Veritek, the captain of the Red Sox, the guy that I look at as the picture of what the Boston Red Sox organization should be, what baseball should be, a guy that is committed to his craft. He's a nerd for stats. Uh, Through literal sobs, somebody said, can you try and put into words what wake means for you? He said, I think you can see it. And that's what got me. Uh, I think he said, he went on to say that Wake was a guy that um, always proved day in and day out that the name on the front of the jersey was way more important than the name on the back. And so while we step back and it's fun to reflect on sports, it's a great reminder to remember that some things are bigger than sports. And that includes the legacy you leave behind. Heroes come and go, but legends never die. And Tim Wakefield, rest easy. You're this week's unsung hero. Wakefield was a legend. He was. Dude, I remember he really started destroying kids. And then R.A. Dickey did too. Yeah. Like with the knuckleball. And then everyone wanted to throw a knuckleball. And then I want to throw a knuckleball. You probably had a nasty one, right? No. It was like every once in like 50 times, it was like moved maybe a couple inches. That's a lot. Anyway, but Tim Wakefield revolutionized. Is that, I mean, is that a He revolutionized the lack of revolutions in a baseball. Oh my gosh. Wow. Dang. It's well, sad. It's kind of sad. It's sad, but shout out Iceman from I the heart. I, from yeah. the heart. Did he feel sad? A little bit. I get nervous a lot. That's just like a feels though. Mm. Yeah. You know, do you ever feel like a you plastic get sad bag? And- <laughs> no, you took that one and ran with it, didn't you? Drifting through the wind. Do you ever feel sad and nervous at the same time? That's how that video made me feel. I was going to say Swervis, but there's no W. Yeah. Should anyway. we? <laughs> Dude, every time we do that, I, it th- makes me think about Bobby Altoff. <laughs> like, we should become like an awkward sports pod. It's like, so, uh, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. And, and instead of having actual guests that are interesting, it's just the two of us talking. Yeah. And so no one listens because it's just <laughs> us not being able to carry a conversation. I think that has potential. It does. Uh, should we talk about the Ryder Cup? We should. Should we? Nah. We can talk about it for a second because I don't want to talk about it for Talk a about poop in the bed day one. 
Well, yeah, and even day two. <laughs> but day one, it was like day it was, was basically awful. over. Yeah, and the largest Ryder Cup comeback was four points. I think it was ten and six, and then they were down five. Wow! So that would have been the largest comeback ever, yeah. and it turned out to be not even close. Like it, it was for a second, it was close with a few holes to go, but then Fowler lost his match, which was the one that was sealed it. That sealed it. it. Yeah, it went here in the water. And then um, they won uh, another match. And- well, it was close with like a miracle. You know what I mean? Where there was they a chance. They had to win the last five. Right. The last five matches they had to win. And I'm telling you what, Justin Thomas, for as bad as he played this year, he actually looked pretty good in singles, looked pretty good in the best ball as well. Jordan Spieth needs to quit the game of golf, right? Like, or just go on like a year hiatus. Go find himself. He does. He go on needs, a spiritual journey. You know how like college professors go on sabbaticals? Yeah. He needs to do that. But instead of it being like a couple months, he needs to do it for two years. And it needs to be a, a, a very strong journey where he he Look, does some digging. Man. He looks inward. And I mean, Jack, Jack, Zach Johnson picked him. I mean, Jack Johnson <laughs> picked uh, Jordan to be on the team. And I get it. Jordan's got some good experience. He used to be pretty good at these things. And the Justin Thomas pick. Played it paid off. So, but Just Thomas is still relevant. Like, mm, yes, he, he's he had played a bad, worse than Jordan Speed, though. Well, last two months, he or last three months, he has. Yeah. But even beginning of the season, he was playing solid. That's but fair. he did lose it there for, for a hot second. Yeah. You said you didn't shot, even want him to come on the pod again, dude, which was aggressive. He shot 81 and then like a couple weeks later shot 82. And at that moment, I go, there's hope. I was, I was like, hit at 83, then there's hope. There's hope. You know, but I mean, all in all, I thought it was kind of a dramatic Ryder Cup a little bit with like the live stuff, right? Like Brooks Kepka. Shout out Brooksy. And then also with like the whole ro- or the ROM thing. Like, yeah, when he's childish for hitting. Which, first of all, Brooks has done on the course a lot worse. Yeah. Like, than hit a sign. Brooks had said, has said stuff on the course that like you can't have kids hearing, right? Like, what was unacceptable though was Scotty Scheffler crying. I like that. That was the one that was out of bounds. No, I like that. No, I don't. I like that. I'm a fan. You like that? (laughs) I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of a guy caring so much that he feels upset, like that upset. I'm a fan of that. Mm. Because you know, dude, that guy's number one golfer in the world, and the fact that he cares so much about this tournament, I think, says a lot about this tournament. Unless you're Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, because then what do you what do you think about that? The rumor that I guess he wasn't wearing the hat because he's upset that he didn't get paid for it. So I think it was just that. I think it was a rumor because like a couple guys didn't wear their hats. Yeah, but Sunday. I don't really like Patrick Cantlay. No, no, I don't like him. I don't don't know if it's true. I'm not a big fan of 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 pecant, but like (laughs) so. But what I do. I just hate him, actually. <laughs> yeah. So it was true. It was, yeah. in fact, true that he was so, just being a baby. I was talking to actually a, a buddy about this the other day. Like, should they get paid for the Ryder Cup? And he was like, absolutely. And I was like, why? He was like, because they're performing and they're doing this and that. I said, I get it. But like the people who play in the Ryder Cup are like the best of the best. Like an extra $100,000 for these guys, A, doesn't matter, Right. But also, B, it's like, I think it, it misaligns the motives. Whose motives? Like the purity of the Ryder Cup. If the Ryder Cup cost money, it wouldn't still be a thing. You don't think it costs money? There's winnings to go to charity, right? Which is, that's cool. That's yeah. good. But I'm sure that someone's getting paid with the advertisement, with TV deals. 
it's not a whole charity. But why do they need to get paid? Why should they do it for free? I think you're asking the wrong question. They've always done it for free. Like the that's the precedent of the game. Well, you know what they say: if something's been done before, we got to keep doing it because no. it's been done before. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? There's definitely some history and some legacy when you're talking about the Ryder history's Cup. History's overrated. Here we go. <laughs> it's overrated. Here we go. That's why I live is, golf. No, Tiger Woods, right? And all these people c coming up that made the Ryder Cup great for both Europe and America never got paid. So you're saying now, because we have a bunch of crybaby babies on the team. No, I don't think because of the crybabies. I think just because of the principle. Like if it's an event that's making money, why should they be expected to do it for free? Because they're, they're representing... They, it's the Americans and the Europeans. You get paid for the Olympics, though. Only if you win, right? And your sponsorship deals? Like, you get sponsorship deals, yes, but then I think you get paid if you win. Huh? You're right. Huh. So it would be what like the Olympics. What do you say Olympics. again? You're right. Thank you. I'm cutting that out just because he said <laughs> that. <laughs> so in the Olympics, if you don't get paid, I mean, I, I guess. Because you're, you're representing country. So anyway, you don't think they should be paid. Max Homa showed up. <laughs> He did. Dude, Max Homa looked great, honestly. And I think that's going to give him a lot of confidence. Watch out for Max Homa winning a major in 2024. Please, please. Because do you know where he's ended? Was he like eighth, sixth, something like that in FedEx Cup points? Not yeah, I think it was top it. 10. Yeah, yeah. But he's got to win a major. I think this year he I does. I would love that. I think I, this year he does. Mark I, my words. I'm actually going to put him on it right now. Max Homa's going to win a major. As he picks up his phone and says it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I... I would love that. I like Max Homa. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, to cap it off, we have the guy jumping in the pond. Which, which was fun. I mean, if you haven't jumped in a pond. We a got a course, runner. Have you ever jumped in a pond at a golf course? No. I did one time. It's pretty. And it felt great. Did it? Yeah. Did you run as fast as that guy, though? Because he darted. No, I didn't. But what I did do, it was like on like 17. It was at Sycamore. Yeah. And me and Andrew. <laughs> we, uh... I don't remember exactly what we were doing, but we felt the need to take our clothes off and jump in the pond at Sycamore. That's ridiculous. We had our underwear on, though. Wow. So modest of you. Yeah. But, I mean, I think rumor has it that man— Visit me on WWE. He might have hit, like, 5.6 miles an hour running across that lawn. Maybe. Fast guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, Fast all in all, guy. all in all, the Americans cannot win overseas. Period. That's fair. It'll be at least 34 years because they play, obviously, in American, too. Not so. 34 more years. 34 total years. Yeah, when next year kicks off. Or next was European. 30, this was 30 years, right? Yeah. yeah. It's every two. Alternates. It, it just took me a second. <laughs> the first time I saw that, uh, that first time I saw that, that it was going to be 34 years. I'm like, wait, uh, they're just doing total years. But really, still, that's this, like, what? Four years from now. So there's been 17... Yeah, so still, it's like eight, eight or nine, the last yeah. eight or nine times in Europe. Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely a long time. I'm yeah. just saying that it's not 34 it definitely years. definitely accentuates now, it, obvious, though, when it's just, like 34 years yeah. since they won. Like, yeah, especially well, when people are like, so now it won't be for 34, four. now it won't be 34 years or until yeah. 34 years. And you're like, whoa, 34 years from now? No, that's not the case. MLB playoffs underway. <laughs> Tuesday, right now, we are recording. Uh, it is the Brewers just got off to a one nothing lead. Rangers beat the Rays 4 nothing. And the Twins beat the Blue Jays. So bracket right now we've got in the NL, we've got the Diamondbacks playing the Brewers. The winner of that game takes on the Dodgers. Then Marlins, Phillies. 
your guys. Easy Phillies dub. Taking on the Braves. Then other side of it in the AL, we've got the Rangers taking on the Rays and then Twins taking on the Blue Jays. Let's. This is ridiculous to try to do, but you want to try to predict. Well, I think there's no way it's not LA and Atlanta on the NLCS. Let's put it that way. So I think it's going to be Brewers and, and uh, Dodgers. Dodgers going to take that series. You think Brewers are taking the Diamondbacks? Yep. What about Marlins, Phillies? I think Phillies take it. Yeah. I think Bryce Harper carries them. There's a reason they're paying them $330 million. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> then Rangers, Rays, who's taking that series? I So the Rangers won already. So you got to think Rangers, right? Win game one? Maybe. Yeah, that's what I think. And it then and twins. twins, twins. And then Twins, Astros, who's winning that? Astros somehow win every year. But yes. <laughs> I hate them. And then Rangers, Orioles. Rangers. Ooh. So then we've got Rangers and Astros. Astros. So Astros in the World Series against Dodgers or Braves? Who you Braves. Got? Astros, Braves. Interesting. Astros are always in there, dude. They are. What's I just think the Orioles haven't been this good in so long. I know. And I just feel like there's they're gonna I hate to say it, but they're gonna fall apart. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to. No, I like what's, the Orioles. What's so frustrating though about this is it's like what I was saying earlier. There's 162 games. So you watch teams all year and then you build a case about them because of that, which is a large sample size. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like very convinced. It's like you look at the seating, you're like, yeah, this kind of makes sense. But you forget it's October, so something ridiculous is going to happen. Hundred you know I mean? percent. But is, also, you know, as well as anyone else, because you're not, you're kind of intelligent. It's all about pitching in the postseason, right? If you have a good one-two punch and yeah. you have a good bullpen, yeah. So I guess I'll run through it. I unfortunately think that you're right. I think the Phillies are going to beat the Marlins. Rough. Uh, I don't want that. I don't want to play the Phillies personally. Rough, rough. The Braves obviously have the most firepower. They're the most dominant team, but the Phillies. They've got some pop in their bats. Dude, and, they got some pop. And they save it for the Braves, which is They really not do, fun. yeah. The Braves are not going to be overlooking that series, especially after last year. Right. Uh, so we'll like them. But anyway, we'll go Phillies. And then I think I wanted to go with the Diamondbacks, but I think the Brewers are going to take that. So Brewers moving on. I kind of like them to beat the Dodgers. I think pitching-wise, that's where there's going to be a big difference. Yeah. I think that's going to be the upset. So... Brewers moving on in the NLCS. I think the Braves are taking the Phillies and then they're going to meet the Brewers and then the Braves are going to go to the World Series. Other side of things, I wanted to do Blue Jays, but the Twins are hot right now. I think they're taking the Blue Jays and then I think the Twins are also going to beat the Astros. So the Twins are going to go to the ALCS. Even though the Rangers are up one game, I think the Rays are going to come back. Wow. Because it's best of three, right? It is. It's best of three. And then it's best of five in the NLDS, right? And it's best of seven yeah. for the NLC. So do I think I think the Rays are gonna win the next two though? Okay. So well. I think the Rays will win that. Then Orioles Rays. My head says Rays, but my heart says Orioles. And so I'm gonna go with my heart here, which is a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. So then the Orioles are gonna be playing the twins. And then the Orioles, I will again, just heart-based. They're going to the World Series, and it's gonna be the Orioles and the Braves. And the number one seeds from each division, which is not going to happen. Yeah. But Braves won it all. I would like to see the Braves win it all. Yeah. I would like to see that. Did you see? Uh, so the Braves ended up tying the, the 2019 Twins' record. I saw that. Yeah. In the but, ninth inning. Yeah. Because in the eighth, I think it was Eddie Rosario, who was the one who hit it for the Twins, which is kind of cool. 
Uh, so he hit one that was probably, it was less than a foot off the top of the wall, probably six inches off the top of the wall that would have tied the record. Obviously didn't go out. It was a double and the Braves were up one or two runs. I can't remember going into the top of the ninth blew the save, which then allowed Azuna to come in and hit that 307, which is kind of fun. Wow, we ended up losing the game, which I'm I'm great. I'm like, yeah, trade the game for the yeah. tie in the record. There. They did that on purpose. You could see in games or like around the seventh inning, which I don't. It kind of frustrated me. Which yes, I understand the World Series is more important. I would obviously rather win the World Series, but you could, like they were pulling Matt Olson and Acuna out after the first at bat, the last like few games, which was a bummer. And about the seventh inning is when we started swinging for the fences. I'm like, nah, start off the whole game. Just go for a right. home run dirty. hundred percent. Yeah. It, this game doesn't matter. Just have right. fun and hit a bunch of home runs. Yeah. I like so that. anyway, Azuna had two, both, both of the home runs that game. We only Jeez. had three, I think that series, which was wild. So that is the one thing that makes me nervous with these teams where it's like, they're, they, they're definitely injury prone. I mean, not injury prone. They're like injury proof where it's mm. like they take them out of, the, you know, they take Acuna and Olsen out out of the first at bat. So they're not seeing a bunch of live pitches and they're not going to see a live pitch for the next week Until and a half. this weekend. Or this weekend? Yeah. So I agree in a lot of ways we ended up keeping starters for the most part in this week for that reason. Cause it's like, you've got a week to recover Olsen and Azuna, or Olsen and Acuna were the op. Like those were the ones that were taken out. So they were at least getting one bat in that game, but I hear what you're saying. I think the rest though, at the end of the day, especially pitching wise worth it. Pitching wise. Yes. Hitting wise. What's yeah. I don't know. It's very easy to get a tenth of a second off. What's nice about the Braves, though, is they have so many different players that can be like the ignition for the offense. True. Where uh, I remember hearing Matt Olson, I might have said this on the pod, might not have, but uh, he was on part of my take and they were asking him, they're like, is it tough when everyone's so good and they're hitting like home runs left and right? Does it make you feel like you got to be on your game at all times? And he's like, actually, no, it's the opposite. When it, it gives you the freedom to know that I can have off nights because if I'm off, the other guys are going to pick me up. Whereas there are a lot of teams where yeah. if you're the Matt Olsen that hits 54 home runs and you're not on, like you're not winning that series. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That is that's. And then the Braves starting rotation could be, it's like the three, four Strider's pitchers, sexy, Strider's man. looking good. Freed's looking good. Uh. Anyway, they're right. Is the interesting one. He, he's back. I don't know if he's going to be in a starting role or just a longer relief. He's been shaky at best because he missed almost the whole season. Anyway, we'll What I love see. about the postseason, it's like starters coming in for a couple innings. I yeah. I love that. Fires um, me up. Maybe a relief pitcher fired starting. up. Let's go. It's been a season. I feel so much pressure as a Braves fan this year. Yeah, that's it's, what makes me nervous about the Braves. Because it's just like when you're such a dominant team all year. So it's, easy to let a couple games slip by. And the expectations, rightfully so, are World Series. Like this, yeah. without it, it doesn't really matter. Which is honestly part of the reason I wanted to get the like home run record and have Acuna hit that 40. We didn't even talk about that. Acuna 47. That's crazy. That is ridiculous. MVP, baby. MVP. 40, The highest with 70 steals is 28 bombs. He destroyed that. He created a 40-70 club. He created a 30-60 and then it was like, hold on. Let's go 40-70. It's crazy. And join the 40-40.
anyway, uh, I wanted to get the records because 104 whatever wins they ended up with without a World Series means Jack. Correct, yeah. And so I was like, at least there's something. At least Cunha had the had a record. Little consolation. Anyway. And MVP. MVP. Gosh, one more bomb. Mm, college football. First up, Colorado. What do we think about them? Because obliterated by Oregon, come yeah. back a little bit against Southern Cal. Dude, they came back a lot of bit against Southern Cal. Yeah, it was final, what, 48, 41? Yeah. They came back a lot of it. Shador looked really good in the second half. They're still without Travis Hunter. Do you know when he comes back? It's a couple weeks from now. I want to say maybe not this week, but next week. That sounds right. That sounds right, though. But, dude, for a team that won one game last season, Mm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think they'll be just fine. I also think Oregon and USC obviously are both the real deal. Like they're both very solid football teams. And f- honestly, for them to only lose by a score, I mean, they were projected. I think it was like a twenty-two or something. Yeah. Spread. I don't know, man. It definitely doesn't hurt them. Let's put it that way. Yeah. This and is- plus, they know they can kind of play with these guys. Like they they were definitely overmatched against Oregon. But the second half, they were not overmatched against USC. Southern Cal. <laughs> Carry <Yeah>. on. <laughs> uh, I don't really know yet. I think that they're they're, they're definitely going to have a little bit of overhype, but they are night and day different than the Colorado. Of, of yeah, last they're definitely going to so. make a bowl, right? Yeah. Like they don't play. I look three at and schedule. two still. I don't think they play anyone else of that caliber the rest of the season. I was very impressed with the second half team against Southern Cal. So yeah, I think that. They, I think they'll go to a bowl. They'll win a bowl game, and then next year they'll get some more recruits, and then all of a sudden they might build a little some some over there. Because maybe the next Alabama. <laughs> once you get some big boys, I think that's the difference. The linemen physically, we about that, right? Physically, yeah. they just can't quite hang. Yeah, where. Uh, with Travis Hunter especially, like they're gonna get some flash, they're gonna get some stuff going. Like the DBs are gonna be making plays when Travis Hunter's in there because he's a nasty. Uh, Shador yeah. looks really good, like you're saying, but physically, if you can't, it, you, like you just can't really be expected to build that in one year. I don't no. think. No, that's so. what I'm saying. If they win a if they win a bowl game this year, what a turnaround. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, they'll get. They've already gotten a couple recruits mm-hmm. for the following year next year and so they can just keep building you know if they go you know seven and five this year or something win a bowl game and the next year they go nine and three right Pretty soon Pull they're gonna be big upset 12 and 0 team next thing you know they're 48 and nothing <laughs> <laughs> 48 and nothing <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I think i think they're gonna win a bowl this 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 year the other thing is duke good uh Comparatively to a normal Duke team, absolutely. Do we think they're a top 20 team? Because they lost, what was it, 7 by 7 to Notre Dame? I don't really think they're good. They beat uh, Clemson, which was la-di-da. Wow. Uh, they beat Clemson more than Florida State beat Clemson. It's true. Yeah. I think Duke is. Is Duke the best team in North Carolina? Oh, no. I don't think so. 
Uh-uh. I don't think App they're State. better than... <laughs> I, think, I think it's definitely NC State. And then, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think you can beat Drake May and UNC right now. Uh, I think they're legit. I don't think they're top 10 legit. Yeah. Right? Like, I think okay. they're a good football team, but I don't think they're... Because after the Clemson game, their catapult, I was like, this is ridiculous. No, this but comparatively to a normal Duke team... Yeah, I, I think yeah. they're going to finish in the top they 25, the which is ACC, ridiculous. How about the dude? Well, okay, let's look at the top 10 right now. We've got Georgia at one, which, to yeah. be honest, that lead is narrowing. I don't know if they've Michigan played. Michigan looks good, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if Georgia should be number one right now. Obviously, if you're going for a three-peat, you've got that leg up, and if you're still undefeated. Michigan's close, though, at second. Texas, three. Ohio State, four. FSU, five. Yeah. Penn State, six. Washington, eh. Oregon, Southern Cal, nine. And then Notre Dame, ten. Not a lot of SEC schools there yet. Texas will be next year, I guess. But mm-hmm. and just Georgia, right? Yeah, Georgia's right now it's one. just Georgia. And then you have Alabama on the outside looking in, dude. You have Miami, you have Duke, you have uh, Florida State, you have UNC, you have four, and then in the twenty plus, it's like. Kentucky at 20, Mizzou at 21, Tennessee at 22. So you've got some more there. Tennessee, man, that's that game was so frustrating. If you can't convert on third down, can't win the game. No. Also, if we don't have an offensive line, Spencer Rattler might die. What was the final score of that game again? 41-20. <laughs> don't go with your heart ever, Joe. It's a stupid, stupid thing. Dude. Remember yeah. what I was telling saying earlier in this podcast? It's a good thing Taylor Swift's able to be a fan. Sports fandom is yep. great. I hate. I take it all back. I hate being a fan. It sucks sometimes, especially when you're rooting for the uh, Southern Carolina University. <laughs> the Southern Carolina, <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, coming up though, there's some. Well, one, there's a lot of unbeaten teams. Who's WSU? Washington what? State. Okay, I've just never really seen that. I was like WSU. I was like staring at the logo. And there's a number of unbeaten teams, which is there is. We'll see how long that lasts, but but big games coming up. Yeah, the Red River rivalry. Oh, one of our favorites. We ranked it high. Texas number three, OU twelve, both undefeated. Good game. That's gonna be a good game. I'm excited about it. It's in Dallas. It's time for Texas to go down. You think? Mm, I think there's a chance. (laughs) Oh yeah, where's it at? Uh, So it's I think the Cotton Bowl. It's in Dallas though, like a uh, third site. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with him. Uh, Kentucky playing UGA. So Kentucky is unbeaten. They haven't really beaten. They're going to lose by three touchdowns. Uh, really? Yeah. Georgia hasn't been blowing people out this year, though. I know. They're going to blow Kentucky out. All right. That one's clear. <laughs> Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. I think they're going to win, but a spread, I think. I also think a team like Georgia, 14. a lot of times, like it takes them a few games to really yeah, when you haven't Start lost in gelling. forever. Yeah. Fair. Maryland's also unbeaten, and they're playing OSU. Ohio State. I think that Maryland's going to get destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed. <laughs> Just had to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> they're undefeated, and they're about to be defeated. Yeah, There's well, that. Kentucky, Maryland. See you later. See you later. Uh, done with college football because it just is too painful. NFL Week 4. First up, Christian McCaffrey is a stud. He's unbelievable. He's so good. He had 20 carries for 106 yards, 5.3 yards uh, per carry average, three touchdowns. That's good math. Quick, quick guy up there. <laughs> then receiving 
Seven receptions for 71 yards and another touchdown. Four touchdowns. The first four touchdowns for San Francisco. Ridiculous. The 49ers are so good. And as I mentioned earlier, Debo had less than one fantasy football point. George Kittle had one catch. I think I think they combined for one catch. Pisses me off, man. They're so good. Uh, so I had to shout out the guy who well, once again graces our podcast cover. What I was thinking was... How sick would it be though? I mean, it probably wouldn't be sick because we don't have a line to actually block like the 49ers do. But how sick would it be if like Christian McCaffrey and Bryce Young were together? Ooh. That's what I was thinking about. It was like, so that I have so many things that just get me about the Panthers, but well, well, I'm so happy for it, him. And remember, I went with him on the trade. So as a 49ers fan, I'm pumped. Yeah. He would. I'm, for his health, I'm very glad he doesn't play for the Panthers. He yeah, doesn't. Dude, he doesn't gonna, deserve that. He had a great end of the last like last season. He's having a great. He's having a great season this year, man. Like ridiculous. Oh, this could turn into a, a hate Panthers podcast <laughs> very quickly, man. Get Tepper out of here. Yeah, I'm like. Well, before we do, actually, you know what? Let's go there. I'm sure that you have some overreactions about Bryce Young, so I'm gonna just shut up and. Listen to you complain. So I don't have overreactions about Bryce Young. Are they just actual reactions? Yes. <laughs> but I have overreactions. About the, I have a lot of reactions with the Panthers. One of my overreactions is the Panthers won't make the playoffs for the next five years. Guaranteed. No shot. Absolutely no chance. That means if they don't make the next five years, they're not going to re-sign Bryce to a big extension because there'd be no reason to. And so Bryce Young's time in Carolina is going to be a complete flop. Not because of Bryce Young as a quarterback, but because of what the Panthers have done. Also, Frank Reich could be the most average coach I've ever looked at and I've ever seen. Most so, go ahead, go ahead. So to finish up that little rant, I think Bryce Young's not a bad QB. Like people are definitely overreacting by saying like Bryce Young is like comparative to like CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, like definitely not the best quarterback out of the draft. Like, okay, like CJ Stroud's having a great rookie season. Anthony Richardson looks good as well. But like a lot of guys do not have great rookie seasons, like we talk about. And I think he has shown some promise with some of his decision-making skills. But, man, I tell you what, here's what gets me is, like, there was supposed to be hype around Carolina this season, and we both knew that, like, there's no shot. They bring in a new head coach, some new coaching staff. They bring in Adam Thielen, you know what I mean? There's apparently talk as well that they're uh, in the market for uh, T. Higgins. They apparently called the, that's the rumors, they called Bengals GM wondering if... if, Who I said to fade this year. Yeah. So that gets me really fired up. So, anyways, the Panthers, like, it's just, it sucks for Bryce, right? Just like it sucks for Zach Wilson. There's, There's quarterbacks, man, that I think have really good talent, but that aren't, like, I think there's only... Maybe three quarterbacks every five years that can actually transform a franchise without pieces around. Yes. Right? Like, I think Pat Mahomes, one of them. I think Cam Newton, when he came out, one of them. Right? I don't think Pat Mahomes, though. Because I I don't think Pat Mahomes would be Pat Mahomes without Andy Reid and, like, the pieces in. I think that he was, like, a building block that was able to, but without the right... Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, I, I feel like even if Pat Mahomes wasn't drafted later and he was drafted, like, top three, I do feel like he would have turned around a franchise. Maybe he wouldn't be to the caliber he is today, but I still think he would have kind of turned around the franchise. Like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is another really good example, yeah. even though he's kind of 
Josh Allen. Not having a great... Oh, wow. Did, did Josh Allen not? Turn around the franchise? I mean, that, that's a very bold statement for the Buffalo Bills, but... They the, did. They went full-on rebuild. I think, look, Josh Allen's a good QB. They did full-on rebuild with him. Yeah, but they also supplied him with like the pieces. Yeah, but that's part of a rebuild. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The Panthers aren't doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> we all know that the like front office for the Panthers are not going to get the job done. Uh, part of me, I'm like, five years is a long time. A lot of stuff that can happen. But where I agree with you is, I was, I have never been big on the Frank Wright hire. No, I, I like Steve Wilkes personally. They like actually any, looked really good under Steve Wilkes last season. They won like what five out of the last six games or something. They won games, and now he's the 49ers. Once bought, again, all good things come to the 49ers. Yeah. And Great. he freaking bought like or he won over the entire Panthers locker room. Like even the guys were like, I want to play. Yeah. So like you take that away from the guys, and you first of all, it's not like you're putting in like a Bill Belichick. This is what I didn't understand when they hired Frank Reich, and and people like the analysts were like, This is a good hire. Because like Frank Reich has done nothing in the league. Has yeah. Frank Reich even won a playoff game before? I don't know. Actually, has he? Maybe I don't, one. Or, maybe maybe one. a couple. But like, there, like they, it was a big deal because he started the Panthers franchise, right? He was the QB in '95 or whenever the Panthers were. The first year. But like, you have the most average coach, arguably, and you have no weapons around Bryce Young. And then you're like, well, Bryce Young, what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, well, look at like who's calling the plays. Look at like the weapons. You so anyway, that's my whole rant where it's like you. I truly believe in the NFL. You can set guys up for complete and utter failure. I do believe that because, as we both know, confidence in sports plays a huge factor. If yeah. you don't feel like you can be out there after a couple years. Right, and you're convinced, like the fan base, like you saw, you know, like yeah. and you you lose the confidence. Well, you just lost a lot of your ability to play quarterback because you don't make those quick decisions anymore because you don't have confidence. I think you can destroy someone's career by not putting them in the right spot, and actually, I think vice versa. I think you can actually now they obviously can't be a bad quarterback, but if they're a decent quarterback out of college, yes, I think if you put the right re weapons and the right coaching staff, they can be a great. NFL system quarterback and they can end up making a pro bowl and like being a great quarterback. I am shocked at how much I've agreed with you on this. Rant. <laughs> You're actually talking a little bit of sense out there. I can, which is why I think if you look at the numbers, a lot of the top five or like uh, top five picks that are quarterbacks are not successes. Mm -hmm. Go past that. Think about the number of quarterbacks that enter the draft every year versus the number of what we consider successful quarterbacks. One, it's an odds game that just doesn't really work out that well. But more than that, think about the systems they're coming in. I said it last episode. It's like if you're getting a first-round pick, you either traded for it, which you gave up stuff, yep. or you sucked, and that's how you got it. Or maybe you got lucky in like another deal, and you ended up with like this future pick. Anyway, yep. it's yep. it's very easy to put someone in the bad situation. And then when you put the expectations on them to come in and be the savior of the organization, like it's going to be tough. Yeah. So I, yeah. I agree that I'm not on a Bryce, but the Panthers are a very frustrating team. Yes. And that's my last rant here. Yep. Because uh, I want to get one more quick one in. My last rant is the mother, and you fell for this, is the, the um, memory and like the cognitive test at the NFL. Yeah. There's been one study, by the way. I <laughs> looked this up. I did some research. Yeah. 
one correlation of this actually working, Brock Purdy. That was the only time where someone scored like abnormally high and wasn't looked at as like, you know, a top talent. Yep. And they're like, oh my gosh, we figured something out. And then like, it's gone in reverse order this year where it's like Bryce Young scored like near, like he scored, I think actually a couple points higher than Bryce or Brock Purdy. And then CJ Shroud was like one of the lowest ever. <laughs> so I do think it is interesting because I have seen funny like memes about it where it's like the equivalent of a buzz brow or a buzz feed took <laughs> yeah. But one, Anthony Richardson looks good. Which yes. is because I said, I remember I like will stand by it and you keep saying it's been like one game, it's been two games. I first thought that he was a high potential guy. And I'm like, actually, I think he's just got like a higher floor than the rest of them because he can come in and make plays. That's a good point. It's yeah. what you're saying. It's the Cam Newton. Yeah. If right. you don't have all these pieces, how are you expected to be able to make NFL reads with receivers that aren't open and then like go Correct. on and on? It's like, you can't really do that. But if you can run the ball, that opens up another like lane. That's a for good you. point. That's a good point. So anyway, that's where I think Anthony Richardson has a leg up. Okay. Thoughts that I had recently about CJ Stroud. I feel like the Texans have had one of the first five picks for the last fifteen years, at least. So surely they've got some some like knowledge, something <laughs> they know how to like work one, and hopefully they built some resources around them. Anyway, that one's interesting to me. Uh, I don't really know. Well, actually, yeah, I was gonna go there. The confusing teams. There's some teams that I cannot figure out right now. One of them is the Texans. Yeah. The other one, though, is yeah. the Titans. They have like a very bad game and then they come back and well, let's see what what was the score this week. They go 27 nothing against the Bengals or 27 to three against the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, Dude, they're probably. I, gonna... That was tough because I couldn't tell if it was just the Bengals were that bad or the Titans like looked that good. I, I right, do have a feeling it, that it's the Bengals. That are well, that but bad. no, the, the, then I think the Titans, didn't they get blown out by the Browns? 27-3, same score. Yeah, <laughs> they got blown out by the Browns. Then they take the Chargers to overtime and win. Yeah, which I, was a good game. And they barely lost to the Saints, like 16-5 or 16-15. They lost to Saints. I just cannot figure them out. Uh, Browns, yeah, they got destroyed by the Ravens. Deshaun Purvboy was out, obviously, Chubbs out. So <laughs> that one's interesting. But the Titans are just very confusing to me. Yeah. Well, the Browns have a bye this week. They're playing the 49ers on the 15th. So we'll see uh, what they're really doing. Yeah. If, if they're healthy coming into that one. But yeah. Ravens destroyed them. Oh, uh, impressive teams. Gosh, Bengals suck. They. I don't what, know, dude. Like, I. I don't Burrow's know. playing hurt. He's clearly hurt. That's, yeah, but here's the thing. He's not like... He can't move. Like, watch him move around the pocket, though. No, he, I know. I know. And they've always had a bad offensive line. I know. Think about yeah. when he had, what was it, nine sacks in that playoff game, I think. Like, yeah, it was stupid. It was like the most a quarterback's been hit in yeah. a playoff game ever or something. And it wasn't like Joe Burrow was just holding on to the ball nope. all day. He's getting like a half a second to throw it. So he's, I, I mean, well, it was like the whole thing, like Jamar Chase said, it was like, yes, he's a competitor and yes, he wants to play, but like to what detriment? I mean, at the end of the day, like probably Herb Bur Burrow is better. Who's their backup again? Is better than whoever they freaking have in the backup QB spot. Not Andy Dalton. Yeah, except <laughs> Panthers, thank goodness. But dude, you got to rest him because like. Because at some point, if you keep playing him every week, He's just gonna they not didn't ever score a touchdown. Heal. 
But yeah, so one, if you're not being productive playing him and you're keeping him from getting better. Like, I hate saying this, man, but like unless something crazy clicks with the Bengals the next couple weeks, which it might, Joe Burrow is that guy. I mean, it really might. They might not even win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they might not, dude. They might go like four and 13. Like, <laughs> imagine that. Do you want to change your Super Bowl? After like going to the Super Bowl two years ago and then making it to the... No, I think they just made it to the... No, they made it to the AFC Championship last year, didn't they? Yeah, they beat the Bills. Yes. Yeah, so they played the Chiefs again, and this time the Chiefs won. Might not even make the playoffs this year. So you went Super Bowl, AFC Championship, 4-13. and 13. <laughs> Like, you're like, I don't know, man. Whatever. That'll be an I interesting one. Uh, do you want to change your Super Bowl predictions yet? Because you have them winning it all. Yeah. I stand by last year's and carrying on. I think it's going to be a Bills for Who did I have in the NFC? Eagles again? Eagles. I, I'm pretty sure you had Eagles versus Bengals, right, so, and I think I had 49ers, Bills. Okay. I like 49ers, Eagles to the NFC still. And then I like Chiefs, Bills right now for the AFC. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It would be fun to see the Dolphins kind of make a little run, though. Oh, I would that like that. That would be kind of fun. It would be a fascinating Super Bowl. Even though they just got destroyed, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, that game, though, I guess the teams that have scored more than 65 in the last like 60, 70 years or whatever. I think they were five and or one and five the next week afterwards. Really? Yeah. So, cause it was just fire. It's like your fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. Also to kind of piggyback on the quarterback rants, Zach Wilson, he looked very good. Look, he looked, he looked better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Dare I say another one of the funniest things I saw. <laughs> was like Taylor Swift now thinks that Zach Wilson's one of the best <laughs> quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> Dude. I mean, Good. I mean, the Chiefs' defense is not bad. We're not going against the Panthers. No, I mean, he, his throws looked very good. They did. He was making, for the most part, he was making good reads. He was making excellent throws where he was directing the receiver yeah. where there weren't yeah. defenders. He was going like back shoulder at the right time, was turning around, hitting him in stride. Like, all, he looked good. He did. Also, felt bad for the fumble, honestly. Or are you about uh, to talk about the hold? The, uh, first of all, the hold is BS, by the way. I mean, well, because remember, NFL has, they love the Chiefs because Taylor. Dude. And like that whole penalty of the Bengals last year, remember that? Remember the guy it was like, it, it was like a very questionable, was he out of bounds? And then, <laughs> ah, gosh. Anyway, but they do love the Chiefs, man. And that, for an aggressive game that was happening, like, here's what I, here's what I say. It's like, if it's blatant, call it. And once again, it's easier said than done because it's like in the moment. But like, do not, do not. Decide the game as a referee. Don't. Don't do it. Stop. Well, it's the same thing that we're talking about with the Bradbury call and the Super Bowl. My biggest, biggest pet peeve with it is when you change the way that you've been calling it all game. Correct. At the end. Where it's like, I personally, I'm on the side of call less. Yes. I, I like that. Especially I stand end. by it. Right. But even though I would get as, fr like, as frustrated if you were calling it all game and at the end you decided not to call it. It's like, I would rather you choose to be like to not call much, but either way, whatever you choose, you've got to be consistent. You yeah. can't like establish a norm and then all of a sudden flip it in the most important moment. Yeah. That, that drives me nuts too. But typical Jets fashion, Zach Wilson does fumble at the end. Yeah. Gosh. Dude, I felt, I've never felt bad for him despite everything. But when so, he on the sideline was like, I lost this, the game on that. I did kind of feel a little bit bad. Dude, for him. I, I, I'm sorry. I feel bad for Zach Wilson. 
because like, he got drafted by the most cursed organization of all time. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. I feel, and finally they, they're at a point now where they built everything around them and mm-hmm. then they bring in Rogers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Smart decision. Like I, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is one of the best to ever play the game. But the fact that like they finally build a team, build, build an organization, Aaron Rodgers comes in, Zach Wilson's like no expectation start. And thrown in there, and he does struggle the first couple games because once again he wasn't the start. Like he wasn't taking first and team reps. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' offense, which is Correct. not Dude, an easy. You one know to for a fact he was checked out. Like you know for a fact he was like, I'm not playing this year. But I, I think that he was learning a lot. I think that it would have been good for him. But well, that's what I'm saying. But like, dude, and even the fact, like, I'm sorry, but like, who, what legend said he th- he was like, thought Zach Wilson was garbage or something, or get him out of there. Like, first of all, like, who else, like, unless you're the Jets and you actually trade for someone right now, like, if you trade for... Like, yeah, it's Kirk like, what are your Cousins, options? I like, saw people talk about getting Colin Kaepernick back. Shut up. Yeah, like... Shut up. Zach Wilson's going to be better than someone who hasn't played in the league for, what is it, like, seven years now? No I'm so fed up with, like... I also hate how a lot of times they'll... I don't know. It's a quarterback position, so they put so much blame on on the quarterback position. Well, the best thing that the NFL broadcast did was when they showed the Jets quarterback carousel from the last, like, I guess, started out with Mark Sanchez. Oh, the butt fumble. It was like 15 different quarterbacks. But come anyway, that says, I am low-key. If Zach Wilson turns it around, I will be the biggest Zach Wilson fan. Mm. Speaking of Zach Wilson, dude, I think I need to have a segment every week. Yeah. We're talking QBs. That's what I get fired up about. You do get fired up about we it. We need to have a Christian a Christian QB segment where it's like I'll do like the top three quarterback plays of the week, and I'll I'll describe them. Um, you do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Now that you're done with your accounting that's all, gig, that's all Baker Mayfield. T- oh, gosh, I get one. Oh, uh, you can't even get we can't <laughs> no, even get no, you started no, on Baker. No. The last <laughs> funny meme that I'll say. Did you see the one that was uh, it was a picture of Zach Wilson looking up at the uh, like box or somewhere up there and then the the picture of kelsey looking up at taylor swift and, and the caption was it was kelsey looking up. i was like kelsey looking at taylor swift and it was zach wilson looking at donna kelsey <laughs> that's actually pretty fun oh what hilarious. a guy what a legend what a legend yeah nuts man all right should we do our power rankings now that oh, we had some similar stuff didn't we got we? some similar stuff yeah do you want to keep it going first you want me to mix I'll it go up? first i'm gonna go quick here yeah I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield and the and the Bay Bucks at ten. Three and one. I'm gonna go Ravens at nine. Yep. Seahawks defense sexily at eight. Detroit Lions at seven. After they destroyed your top five Packers. Even after Jameer Gibbs pisses me off. Dallas Cowboys at six. I don't have the heart to put them in the top five yet because they lost the Cardinals. Miami Dolphins at five. Even though they got a little out outgunned and outmatched by the Bills, but I think it was a little cool down after this 4,800-point 4, 4, week. Uh, Bills at four. I think it's yep. very fair for them. I think the Chiefs at three, even though it was a very squeaky game against the Jets. Yep. I don't think the Chiefs are as good as people think this year. And then Eagles at two. Squeaked one out against the Redskins, which Sam Howell, by the way, looked like Tom Brady in that last drive. Dude, the time, the like two-minute drill was fire. And then San Francisco 49ers, I think, are our key one here. Oh, yeah. Also, we've got the Bucks at 10. They're 3-1. and one. They've earned it. I don't want to put them at 10, but they've they've earned it. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks at 9. That was one of the most depressing Monday Night Football games I've watched last night. <laughs> Come on, Giants. Yeah. Uh, Lions at 8. They're winning. They look really good. 
Uh, Ravens, seven. Once again, they're also getting the job done. Their injuries just terrify me. I feel like in a lot of ways, they might even just be higher, but there they are. Cowboys at six. I It's not prejudiced as me keeping them out of the top five. It's the <laughs> fact that they, you can say that Arizona's a trap game and they just overlooked it, but to get destroyed like that, that doesn't show, that doesn't scream top five team to me. Right. Whether they got outgunned or they overlooked it. Uh, whereas the Dolphins at five, yeah, they got beat handily by the Bills. As you can see, I've got the Bills ranked higher than the Dolphins. I think the Bills are a very good team. It was in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Bills, their one get, bad game was against the Jets, and that was the game that Aaron Rodgers went down. Mm-hmm. Like The Bills are a very good team, and the Dolphins are going to be a hot and cold team, especially because it's like mm-hmm. they are just have that like electric energy. So anyway, I've got them coming at five. Chiefs at four. I actually have them dropping down because... They almost lost to the Jets yeah. if the NFL referees didn't help them out. Then three Bills. Almost had them at two. The reason I didn't is because Eagles hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even that. They have looked insane since then. I think they are playing very good football right now. The Eagles, though, are two because at the end of the day, they're 4-0. Like, if they're winning, they're one of two unbeaten teams. They've earned it, too. One, 49ers, they look on top of the world. They look so good yeah uh but yeah almost put the bills above the eagles because the eagles still have not wowed me but at the end of the day it's like no four four games in a row you're getting the job done that speaks for it i think though if the bills and the eagles played right now i think the bills would win Mm. the thing the only thing that worries me with the eagles right now is actually not their offense Mm -hmm. i think hurts is still looking pretty good and i think it's just going to keep getting better and better throughout the the season but their defense is like their their pass defense especially the bills no oh, the eagles yeah it's not looking nearly as good as it was like their defense just isn't looking as a whole as good as it was last year even with the addition of Jalen Carter on the line and so it'll be interesting to see when the 49ers picked up Javon Hargrave I think he yeah. was a big piece of the Eagles defense 100% although you're right Jalen Carter looks looks nice even with it though to me, though, the the positives, because I've been harder on the Eagles lately. You have. Jalen Hurts played really well. He did. He's looking better. A.J. Brown finally had a good breakout week. Dude, he looked good, too. Goddard's still off to a slow start. Yeah, so. it really is. They haven't used him much in the game plan at all. Yeah, so again, they have a lot of pieces available. I've kind of, the way I did these power rankings, especially this week, because to me, 49ers are clear one. Two through five, even, could kind of flop for me some. I think two through four. Uh, but I kind of kept going. Yeah, two through four especially. But I was thinking through like in head-to-head who would win. And like right now, I like the Dolphins over the, the Cowboys. If the Dolphins and the I Cowboys were playing one this week could be really interesting for the 49ers, man. Yeah. Because like who's the best team the 49ers have played so far? They haven't really played. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so Arizona, they did destroy the Cowboys. Sure. So like they aren't a great team. Dobbs has the last two weeks has looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Uh, right. It'll be an interesting week. That's what I'm saying. I we'll still see. like them to beat the Cowboys, but all right, we got our picks coming up. We got our I'm predictions. Sexy about these picks. I'm feeling man. great. Going over last week's. I beat games. you. You beat me first. This was Christian guys, beat you. I got COVID last week. Christian beat you. I got COVID. My fantasy football team that was undefeated did not even score seventy points. I lost to Christian in my picks. It was a tough week. Tough week for you, man. The pride is wounded. You need it to be wounded. Take that back. That was mean. All right. 
Uh, South Carolina, I was very nervous. You faded it. You got it right. They did not cover the spread. Dolphins, Bills, shocker. They did cover the over. Uh, then Bengals, Titans. You see, I went with your boy. Dude, the Titans your, shocked me. That's your favorite bet is the Dolphins over. I do like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, then Chiefs, Jets. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for being a scumbag. Not scoring today. And because betting's legal, legal in Kansas City. He just ruined all of them but by sliding on the one-yard line. Way to care about winning the game more than hitting the spread, you scumbag. Then Ravens. I am surprised he didn't Easily score. covered. Almost went money line on that one, which I thought was crazier. And so I did spread because I was like, why not? I'm allowed to. And they won by quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah. You, you had Notre Dame beating Duke, which hit. Panthers, Vikings, you're saying... As much as I love the Dolphins over, you love the spread against Carolina, which you were right. <laughs> I do love the spread. Uh, you also thought that Josh Allen, quote, unquote, is overrated. <laughs> I love how you take it to that extreme. I just think he's the worst top five QB. That means he's number five in the league. Bills, they're out of my top five. Josh Allen's overrated. I do think he is overrated for top three. I think he's the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's overrated for top three. That's ridiculous. I think comparatively to what other like other people compare him to Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. That's when I think it's overrated. Compare him to Joe Burrow this year. This year, yeah, you're right. Oh well, yeah, because past. <laughs> well, we love the past here. <laughs> uh, then you had the Cowboys covering. You said they're going to bounce back, and boy, oh boy, did they! But I you missed the Eagles back. Commanders. This game went to overtime. I did. I actually thought the Eagles were going to really take it away, but yeah, at least the Eagles won. So now we've got you are eight, eleven, and one. Yep. One for two on the fades, and I am twelve and eight, two and two. Yeah, good, good stuff, man. All right, coming up, I'll run through this first. We've got Eagles, uh, or pick one for me. It's in the Eagles versus Rams game. I've got the Eagles covering. It's four and a half, like like that. Then the 49ers, Cowboys lines three and a half. San Francisco's covering. Vikings, Chiefs. The spread is five. I think the Chiefs are covering. Also in that game as bet number four or prediction number four, I think that it's going to over. It's going to hit. It's 53. That's the over right now or the line? 53? 53. I feel like that's high. Uh, I mean. I mean, the Vikings suck. Yeah, but they do have an offense whenever it does unlock. Right. And the, and the Chiefs have been lower. So you think it's going to unlock this week? I, I think that's going to be a higher scoring game. And yeah. then Oklahoma versus Texas, I like. I don't know why I'm doing college football. I hate making predictions on college football, but I think that Texas is going to cover the six and a half. Notice no Dolphins. Yeah, I'm you know surprised why? because you lost. Nope, because I, that bet hit. That oh, prediction over, hit. Yeah, yeah. The reason the Dolphins are not an over is because it's 50 and they're playing the Giants. I do not think the Giants will score. So I need them to score some for the overhead. By probably. the way, as far as the Giants go, I lost in fantasy to Andrew because uh, Daniel Jones got seven points. Yeah. If he would have gotten six, I would have won. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was up seven with Daniel Jones to go. We're and up six. And you're like, it's done. It's over. I and, won. Then, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> and then he got seven points. So I'm going to go Commanders versus Bears. Commanders taking this one minus six and a half, covering the spread. They looked really good against the Eagles in the second half, and Sam Howell looked Tom Brady-esque on the two-minute drill. And the Bears are the Bears. Well, and the Bears suck. But, yeah. dude, Sam Howell, he, 
like yes, the two minute drill and like the the game plan was efficient, but his throws were like dimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think Cowboys versus 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to destroy the Cowboys. And by destroy, I mean they're going to cover the three and a half points spread. And probably more, maybe. But I do think they're probably going to win by 10. My prediction would be yeah. 49ers win by 10. Uh, Vikings versus Chiefs at the same bet as you. I think Chiefs. Yeah, probably the last win by two are the two same. For both. We both have the Cowboys, 49ers, and the Chiefs, Vikings. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, and I'm going to keep rolling with it because I'm two for two here. I'm going to try to go three for three with Panther spreads. I'm betting against the Panthers. So it was ever against the Panthers. I'm taking that team to cover. By the way, that's the highest Lions spread right there. Eight and a half. 2019. Might be 2017. I read a statistic. Don't know if it's true. But I think that's the highest like favored spread. Well, the by good the news is, unless our defense scores a touchdown, it's only going to be field goals because right. Bryce Young is great outside of the red zone. Yes. So I think Lions cover the minus eight and a half. And then lastly, I do think the Jets cover against the Broncos. Yes, the Broncos are trash, but also I think Zach Wilson finally gets a little bit of confidence, and the Jets team has a little bit of confidence from the mm-hmm. last performance. And I think actually I'm gonna I'm gonna do the plus two and a half just in case, but I do believe Jets take that game. Okay. I like the Commanders Bears. That'll be tonight when you're listening. Thursday at football. I'm surprised that's only six and a half, honestly. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And commanders have looked good. They've looked okay. They're two and two. They're fine. The Jets one I would have the least confidence in, but I wouldn't fade it either. Right. And then the Panthers Lions. I wanna, I wanna say you might be surprised, but I don't think you will be. If I don't I, think yeah. we're gonna be surprised. Yeah. If I could fade one of my own, it would be the Red River rivalry because why? That one is unpredictable. Yeah, why would I put that up here? Also, I think the Vikings Chiefs over. You wanna fade it? No, because I do think because Patrick Mahomes had a bad game. Th- so that was my thought. I yeah. think Patrick, their offense has not looked great outside of the first half against the Bears, and so I think they're going to really try to get the offense going. Yeah, and then I think the Vikings defense is not good. Right, and then I think that the Vikings are going to score. Well, some, they so. did just beat the Panthers, though. <laughs> so they might win the Super Bowl. I don't Bowl. think the Panthers scored. They a might touchdown. win the Super Bowl. The Panthers they also did. they did score a defensive touchdown. They didn't score. Well, that's that's like what I was saying earlier. Unless yeah. our defense scores a touchdown, it's only going to be field goals. So oh, pick up the Panthers kicker. Uh, in other news, we've got Mr. Incognito with some hot undercover takes. What's up, guys? Mr. Incognito checking back in for another week of college football. First game I want to touch on is LSU going to Missouri. Uh, so far, I've been pretty high on LSU this year, and I've admittedly been wrong because their defense it's like is, me with Jacksonville. Is uh, they have to travel to Missouri this year, who's currently undefeated and has been playing some pretty good football. The line is at 6.5 right now in LSU's favor. I think Missouri gets it done at home. Game number two I want to touch on is Alabama going to Texas A&M. It's a night game. Alabama's kind of down. Texas A&M's playing pretty well. I'm going to Aggies on this one. Last and not least, like that and probably the most controversial game thus far is... Ole Miss taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Ole Miss just came off of a a really big game against LSU where they got the win. Very emotional game. They take on an Arkansas team that has not really shown up so far this year. They have three losses already. But I think it's a perfect trap game for for Ole Miss. Mm. Um, Arkansas has a lot of talent on that team. They just haven't shown up. 
I think this is the week they show up. They're currently an 11.5 point underdog, but I think they pull off the upset at Ole Miss. All right, guys, take those picks to the bank. We'll catch you next week. Boom. Shout out incognito. Let's go. You, you got to love the thought of Alabama going down. I know you. I I don't think they're going to win a national championship for the next 40 years. So 40? <laughs> just, I just keep The getting... Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl before. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Last football thing, I brought up Jacksonville. Do you watch any of the Toy Story game? No. Sunday morning? That's kind of wild. So they had like the ESPN Plus had a broadcast that was um, like live time in Andy's room. So it was like a, they got, I guess, converted to like toy characters and it was animated. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That is uh, cool. They had a, like that. a few issues early on, but then it got cleaned up. I ended up watching the second half with the actual broadcast, but it was fun. This is, you know, interesting. Are they doing it again this year? I don't know. The uh, Jaguars are still in London, though. So Are they? The Bills are going over there now. They're playing Jags? Uh, yeah, in Tottenham. It was in Why didn't Wembley we pick before. that? So I I was going to pick the Bills because I think it's like five. It's around five. But the Jags being able to stay over there for another week, I don't know how but that really plays in. you're very low on the Jags. I, oh, I know. That doesn't I, make sense. No, I had it, and then I deleted it. Oh, wow. So... I you, I'm turning into the same thing that's happened with <laughs> with golf. The same thing that happens with Florida man. I'm a mental case. I'm a basket it. case, and yeah. I'm it's my own my undoing. It's right here. Uh, draft time though. We have NFL QBs. NFL QBs. The goats. Even episode pick one. Tom Brady. No. Do you get that? Uh, two hundred and seven regular season wins. Thirty postseason wins. Ridiculous. Seven Super Bowls. And he's thrown for almost 90,000 yards, which is the equivalent of a little bit over 50 miles. 50 miles of passing. That's insane. That's insane. That's actually crazy. Well, I mean, I feel like this is kind of maybe not an obvious one, but number two has to be Joe Cool and not Joe Burr. Joe Mon. (laughs) Joe Montana, baby. That's my number one Mm. pick. That's second overall, I guess. Because he had four Super Bowls and three Super Bowl MVPs. He also had like a two-some percent interception percentage. And overall, there's a reason your nickname's Joe Cool. But it might not be as cool as Joe Burr. Mm. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Pick number two. Your number one pick, Joe Montana, said that this guy was the greatest quarterback of all time. Not himself, Joe Montana, or... Tom Brady, but Dan Marino. Because check this out. Wow. In, I think this was 1984, he had over 5,000 passing yards and 48 touchdowns. That's better than Patrick Mahomes' is MVP season. And that was with 17 games. And wow. this was not in like a passer. Like this was back in the 100%. day. Imagine in the modern yeah, yeah, yeah. day what Dan Marino would do, throw into to receivers like DK Metcalf. The guy would be. You're right. Imagine if he was on the Dolphins now with like Tyreek Hill taking off Waddle. The guy might would throw for 8,000, 9,000 passing yards in a season. That's crazy. So he wouldn't have gotten gotten drafted in top five like we talked about in the (laughs) newspaper. Number two for me, my second pick, the fourth pick overall Mm. in the quarterback draft, you got to go Peyton Manning, right? Like you can't not go Peyton Manning in this because. I'm surprised you actually didn't pick him with three because we're talking yep. five-time NFL MVP. I, we're talking 14-time 
pro bowler, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, that 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 Super Bowl we beat the Panthers ten fifteen, which was really upsetting. That was very upsetting. But I mean, he rede- redefined the word Omaha, right? He redefined yeah, different words. They were phasing out quarterbacks calling plays. I think it was like the Raiders were the only team that still had quarterbacks still calling plays. Mm-hmm. He came in with that mind of his. He obviously is very smart because <laughs> know, yeah. very smart. All in the forehead. But, I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, he had 72,000 passing yards. I am a little surprised that he dropped to four. I thought I wanted to go Dan Marino because the thought of him on the current day Miami Dolphins is really fun to me, so I went with that. But, no, that's a good one. Three is interesting. Yeah, this is an interesting pick here. You can go a few different ways. I can go a few different ways. Uh, Part of me wanted to do Joe... Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He has uh, a career passing uh, completion percentage of 67.7. So basically 68. Incredibly accurate. Did you see the video a while back of him uh, being more accurate than an Olympic archer? No, I did not actually. The guy is incredibly athletic, incre- or sorry, incredibly accurate. He's it's listed at six feet. He's probably like, what, 5'10, 5'11. So. Given short kings, <laughs> shocker, that's short kings now in the yeah. NFL hope. But I think I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes here. Hold on, what? I know. Of so, all time. You're already putting him as the, as the fifth best fifth, QB of all time. Already. So here's, here's the rationale. I don't think right now if his career ended, Patrick Mahomes is number five. But if he plays even like a 15-year career at, Almost the same pace that he has, he will be a lock in it. It's like a future. I'm calling, I'm drafting a future on Patrick Mahomes being in there. But like, you've got, look at what he's done. In six seasons, essentially, he has, uh, look at these stats so far. His completion percentage is at 66%. He's thrown for 25,000 yards, 200 touchdowns. Uh, for 54 interceptions with a career rating yeah. of 105. So that's in, because he played barely any in season one. Uh, he played one, two, three, four, five complete seasons and change. So we're talking like five and a half seasons. Yeah. If he plays a 15-year career, that's at like 75, 76, 77,000 passing yards. Uh. 600 touchdowns he's already played uh, in three super bowls already won two of them in his first few years again this is where it's like i my everything in me wants to say don't go patrick mahomes yet but i might look like an idiot in seven years if i had said no here so you know what i'm looking like an idiot now for the potential of not looking like an idiot later (laughs) okay that's fair also react a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. Shocker. Right. So I'm going to go for me number six. And they, it's probably not the sixth best QB of all time, but I just can't draft another old guy. I'm sorry. I can't draft Steve Young, John Elway here. I just uh-huh. can't do it. I got to go Drew Brees, the number two in the NFL passing yards history. Right behind guess who? Tom Brady. Thomas. 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 This is real name, Thomas. But anyway. Drew Brees, I mean, unbelievable. He had a 68% completion yeah. rating. Check. Also, he has over 80,000 passing yards. 
And he does at least have a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. Now, he only has one, which is kind of a little knock on him. Listen to this, though. There have been 17 seasons in which an NFL quarterback completed 70% of his passes or better. Drew Brees has seven of those. Yeah, it's nuts. He has seven of the 17. I actually almost went Brett Favre there. Bonus pick. And the reason is he played 297 consecutive games. That would have been a hot take. I like the Drew Brees one. I was between Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes. It would be a little bit of a hot take, but at the same time, it's like two hundred and ninety. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 297 straight NFL games. Yeah, that, that is kind of nuts. That's insane. Wrangler. That's all I got to say. Fit Wrangler. Good. Wrangler and Ford built tough. <laughs> a lot of people put Brett Favre up there, like top five of all time. Definitely top eight. He is, yeah. It's so insane. I know that a lot of people have been talking about it lately, but it is insane the run that the Packers have had with quarterbacks. 100%. Do you have two... Jordan Love's kind of looking good, too. He's looking pretty good so far. But Aaron Rodgers, we'll see where he ends up, but he's probably around top 15. Oh, Right, I would say top... But we'll we'll just say top 15. 100%, yeah. Just say top 15. Yeah. Brett Favre, top 15. yeah. And they have I, I would, I would back, venture yeah. to say both of them top 10 even. Close, yeah. It's, but, it's, but a, it's an for argument. For the argument, it's we'll, an go, argument. We'll, go, we'll go two top 15 quarterbacks. Yeah. You have two top 10 quarterbacks back-to-back spanning essentially three decades? Yeah. That's so unfair. Yeah. Jordan Love, I think, like we said, I think he's going to be good, but that's also Dude, very unfair expectations to come like into. Jordan Love became like a top 20 of all time. Right, just went off. And then it's like in the last 50 years, the Packers have had like three quarterbacks. And then the next 100 after that, they have no one. Yeah, and then they turn into the Jets. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Though. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Undrafted Amateurs. And if Sponsored you did. Sponsored by Nasal Strips. If you breathe, haven't tried nasal strips, breathe right. Just know that they open your nasal passage. Actually, not breathe right because they're not paying us. Generic. Nasal strips. If you've been to Kroger, pick the generic one. But if you want to wear one tonight, extra strength. Oh, I Mm. want, dude, I wish they made even extra. I want my nose to be like, I want to peel skin off in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Also, subscribe or share. Yeah, we haven't said that. Or like. We should start saying that more. We should. People should start doing it more. We should should text our friends and be like, you need to send this to five people right now or you get COVID. Like one of those strings. It's like, you know, you got to send. <laughs> Step on a crack, baby. Peace. Peace.